You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Hoosiers. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude, and I hope all of you are having a wonderful Thursday as we again inch closer and closer to the Hoosiers kicking off the Big Ten in college football season at Iowa. As we get closer and closer to the college football season, if you want to hear more about the Big Ten itself and where Indiana is going to stack up in that, head on over to the Locked On Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. You can follow them at Locked On Big Ten on the Odyssey app or wherever you guys are listening to this podcast right now. Today we have a news-filled show, and it's going to start off with news that I'm sure many of you saw on Wednesday. Uh, running back Samson James has entered the transfer portal. Not the first time he's done so, but certainly seems like this time he is leaving and not returning, so we will talk about that. The fallout from that, what that'll mean for the running back position, we've talked a fair bit about that. We also have USA Today's preseason All-American team which features an Indiana Hoosier that we will talk about. And then we have some 2021 bowl projections. Um, give us an idea of where Indiana kind of stands in uh, the bowl projections and at least until the Big Ten has their way and passes us up again like they did last season. No, no hard feelings. But uh, before we get started today, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you guys for continuing to make this part of your day. Follow me at Jacob Rude on Twitter. Follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, we're really trying to grow over there so that we have a fun fan base and um, follower base to interact with when the season starts. As we said, uh, the big news from Wednesday is that Samson James has entered the transfer portal. Um, it was reported by Zach Osterman of the Indy Star. Wednesday morning. Um, not necessarily that shocking. We've talked a lot about this backfield being pretty crowded and being one of the biggest positions to watch. I did not necessarily expect it to happen yet that somebody would transfer, but someone was going to be the odd man out. And in football in 2021, whoever the, whenever someone is the odd man out, they transfer. It's not a bad thing. If you're not getting playing time, you, I would encourage you to go somewhere where you can get playing time. Um, so not necessarily shocked. Um, Samson James was one of the first kind of big recruiting coups for Tom Allen. Um, he was a four-star prospect in the 2018 class. He was committed to Ohio State. IU flipped him. Obviously a big deal at the time. He comes in and is behind Stevie Scott right away. Um, never really got his feet under him his freshman year. He entered the transfer portal then, didn't go anywhere, um, came back to Indiana, but still last season struggled even more to get into games and make an impact. Um, going into his junior year, it seems like this means the writing was kind of on the wall for him. Um, and that he wasn't going to be the starter. So he enters a transfer portal 
and I would not expect him to return this time around. I would not expect him to take a snap, honestly, for IU this season. I'd be stunned. So what does this mean for the Hoosiers? Well, if there's any position that they could avoid having a transfer, it would be the running back position. Um, We talked when the two-deep depth chart came out that that was going to be a wide-open position. Um, Dylan McCullough, the running back coach, talked about it being a wide-open position and it being a running back by committee this year. Um, I would assume, which you know what happens when you assume, but I would assume this means that uh, Stephen Carr has kind of taken over as the number one back in preseason. Um, Allen, Tom Allen said last week that they weren't really going to make a real too deep depth chart until after scrimmages this weekend and next weekend. However, as we said, the writing can kind of be on the wall. If Samson James didn't think he was getting carries with the number one offense or behind the number one offensive line or getting snaps with the number one team he's he probably knows what's going to happen and if you're going into your junior year and you're still fighting behind guys especially a guy that just transferred in um, it's probably not great for your potential with the program so not content with a backup role he has entered the transfer portal What it does do is give a little bit more clarity into the running back position. This almost certainly means, as we said, Carr is going to be the number one running back. Not shocking. Um, I'd imagine that was kind of known when he came in. I mean, we're talking about recruiting coups. He's a transfer coup, if those exist, for Tom Allen this past summer. um, Or offseason, I should say. He was a big get. I don't think you bring in someone like Carr from USC and not expect him to play. I'm not to say that he certainly hasn't earned a, earned his position. I, I definitely expect that he would have fought to earn that position. But with Samson James gone now, probably frees up more carries for uh, for Carr. Um, you don't really have to balance things as much, and it kind of slots people in line pretty clearly behind him. Tim Baldwin Jr. is almost certainly going to be the backup now, um, the sophomore. Then after that, you kind of have a couple different guys that could could work in. David Ellis, I would expect to be kind of a third down back. Um, you saw him using kind of a utility role. He can play probably play a little bit of receiver, kind of motion out wide. Um, he's going to be kind of that utility guy for Indiana. And then maybe a guy like Trent Howland freshman from Illinois. Um, He was a three-star athlete. He was moved to the backfield. Um, Potentially he gets uh, some snaps if he's able to get healthy. Um, After that, you not as many guys. Charlie Spiegel, I know, is a name people talked about. He was the um, walk-on, preferred walk-on from New Palestine that had an incredible high school career. But I would be surprised if he makes much of an impact. Um, There's a reason, to be quite frank, he was a preferred walk-on. There's a couple other guys who could potentially um, make some moves. But with Stephen Carr, this is his position to lose. Then you have a guy like Baldwin, 
um, and Howland, who are sophomore and freshman respectively, who can kind of take over moving forward. Um, certainly wish the best of luck to Samson James. He obviously had the big game um, in his freshman season against Purdue, big bucket game, where he had 118 yards on 22 carries and a touchdown. Anybody that plays that well in a game against Purdue deserves all of the credit in the world. It's just unfortunate he was never able to really build off that performance. Um, So best of luck to him. It clears things up a little bit for Indiana, um, and that certainly takes care of one of the position battles that we anticipated would um, happen during preseason. So interesting to see how the rest of that shakes out when we get back we will talk about the usa today preseason all-american team they released their first and second teams and which hoosier uh, earned a spot on those teams before we get to that though i want to talk about that something that isn't always fun to talk about Um, nothing worse than you being out with your friends maybe out on a date Um, you go to give a high five or raise your arm and you have a sweat ring under your arm. It's embarrassing, right? Living in Indiana where, especially this time of year, the humidity starts to kick up. doesn't take much to cause people to sweat. Uh, I can make the simplest task look like exhausting work with how much I sweat. So that's why I have to recommend sweat block wipes. So sweat block wipes are doctor created and recommended. Um, before bed, you just take what they call the antiperspirant wipe um, before bed and apply it under your arm. Go to bed next morning, wake up, wash. Don't have to worry about it. It sounds too good to be true, um, but it's just something you apply once, maybe twice a week if you want to be extra cautious. And you don't have to worry about those embarrassing moments when you're at the bar, at a restaurant and those unexpected sweat stains appear so head on over if you're interested to sweatblock.com use the promo code locked on you can also use uh, purchase at amazon or cvs and you will get 20 percent off of your purchase today so if you don't want to deal with those embarrassing moments anymore sweatblock.com promo code locked on get 20 percent off today usa today's all-American team was released Wednesday morning and this is another thing we've kind of talked about it not generally something that Indiana fans typically look at because Indiana players are typically not um, included in these but that's a difference between this team and this era of Indiana football that I was curious I wasn't Honestly, sure. There's a couple names that could have appeared on this. Um, I would have been surprised if Michael Penix was one on one of them. They only released two teams. Um, the first team quarterback is Spencer Rattler of Oklahoma. Second team quarterback is Sam Howell of North Carolina. Um, the other one I thought could have been Ty Freifogel. I was even less certain about that. Um, you're looking at Chris Olave as the first team wide receiver alongside John Mechie of Alabama. Second team is another Buckeye, Garrett Wilson, with Justin Ross of Clemson. The other name that you're going to hear a lot of this season, I'm sure, that did actually earn the spot, second team cornerback Taiwan Mullen, 
the best defender on the team, certainly, um, alongside, I think, Micah McFadden, who potentially could have been on this list, too. I think he's probably a little bit more outside looking in, but um, Taiwan Mullen and Josh Job are your second team cornerbacks, All-Americans, and then Ahmad Gardner of Cincinnati, who we're going to talk about in a second, and Derek Stingley of LSU are your second team, or your first team, excuse me, cornerbacks. Um, first, this is, like I said, just another honor that Indiana fans don't typically have thrown their way, or Indiana players, I should say. Um, so another reason to have high expectations and high hopes for this season. Um, and it's going to be interesting as well, because like I said, there's a lot of guys that at the end of the season could be on these types of lists. Um, Mullen receives some postseason All-American recognition. Um, Penix last season received a little bit of uh, postseason recognition. If Micah McFadden has a big year for a defense that, as we mentioned before, Tom Allen wants to see top 10 in the nation, he's a guy that could appear on this list. And if my, uh, excuse me, Ty Freifogel um, is able to have a big year, that probably means Penix had a big year, but he's a guy that could appear on the wide receivers as well on this list. So the fact that there are guys that are in this conversation, including someone on the team, Another reminder of how special this IU era and this IU team is going to be. A couple notable um, things from this All-American team as well. Not shocking, Ohio State has four guys on the team. We mentioned Olave and Wilson. Um, they are going to be two of the best. Well, not two of the best. They are the two best wide receivers in the Big Ten, I was on the Locked on Big Ten podcast last week and talked about them, as well as Fry Fogel. Um, Thayer Munford is offensive lineman that received an All-American um, first-team All-American nominee. Um, and then first-team defensive uh, line nominee is Haskell Garrett, um, another senior for Ohio State. So... Not shocking that the number four team in the preseason poll is has a host of All-Americans on the team. An interesting thing to look at as well, as we mentioned, Cincinnati has a couple um, All-Americans that their defense last season was one of the best in the nation. Um, they were third nationally in interceptions and in pass efficiency defense. Gardner, as we mentioned, has one of the center back spots. Um, my <clears throat> defensive lineman Sanders, I'm going to butcher his first name, Majai Sanders. Um, he also received a second team, um, honors. So that IU Cincinnati game could very easily be one of the games of the season, not just for IU, possibly the big 10, possibly in the, in the entire college football season. I am super excited about that one, assuming Indiana can get to that unbeaten. Honestly, even if not, but if they can get to that unbeaten and we're looking at uh, an early matchup between two 2-0 two teams, that has a lot of fun written on it. Um, something else we could potentially talk about um, this preseason is the possibility of college game day coming to IU, like the actual college game day. I know there's been a few times that people have wanted it, um, and a few times it seemed to make sense. 
there was the big campaign um, a handful of years ago for the IU Ohio State game that never came about. But uh, this is a different IU team, a really good IU team. Um, IU Cincinnati in Bloomington certainly has an interesting shout for college game day if they want to mix it up a little bit. They tend to go with the Blue Bloods and the schools that they always know, which is kind of the problem and is the main reason that Indiana can't get one because they've always been this outsider looking in. Their best bet typically are hoping that Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan are really good and that that intrigues um, the college game day crew enough to come to Bloomington. But that IU-Cincinnati game, it's going to be real interesting. It's going to also depend on who's playing, but that'll be something we may talk about next week um, as we look more into the upcoming college football season. Now, a little bit more college football to talk about in the final segment here in just a moment. We're going to look at some bowl projections. Yes, bowl projections in August, but it's another interesting talking point and kind of a barometer of where this IU football team is. So we will look at a recent bowl projection, where Indiana stacks up, um, and where they could be headed in the winter. Speaking of bowl games, honestly, that's one of the most fun times to bet is uh, for those bowl games. I know there's a lot of kind of papers and articles written about how you bet during bowl season. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you're looking to get started now to be ready for bowl season, head on over to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. If you want to get some practice in with baseball season as it kind of starts to wind down here, um, there's a lot of interesting games going on as the playoff race kind of tightens up. You can look at all the live action over on Bet Online. Um, so before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Um, head to the website or on your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKED ON on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They literally are giving you money. Take that money, put it on IU plus four and a half, and root for the Hoosiers to come away one and zero to open the season. So head on over to Bet Online today, your online sportsbook experts. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible now for your local chain auto parts store to have all the parts that you need. So why deal with a middleman in going out and waiting in lines and asking the questions just for the person there to look it up on their computer and order it? So cut all that out and just head on over to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket today. You can save time and money. Uh, why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? They're going to mark everything up. You can skip that and just order the part yourself. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Um, they are reliably low prices for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. 
and write locked on in the how did you hear about us section to no so that they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com as i mentioned we're going to wrap up today with some bowl projections cbs sports put out their first bowl projections for this season another thing that I would typically, in a regular season or a regular IU football season, not really look at these until about midway through the year when I had a better sense on if six wins was even viable for Indiana. Uh, now, this is something you can look at on August 12th and have a sense of uh, where Indiana might be going. At the risk of being a uh, conspiracy theorist, so to say, Jerry Palm is the one who puts out these projections. Not always the kindest to Indiana is the nicest way I will put that. He has Indiana fifth on the totem pole, so to speak, in terms of where they went in the bowl games. Now, maybe that's him being a little bit harsh on Indiana. Uh, maybe that is because he is predicting how the Big Ten will handle indiana in a bowl game based on last season it's probably the former but i want to throw as many digs at the big 10 as possible for the way that they screwed over indiana last season so palm has indiana going to the las vegas bowl shockingly in las vegas on december 30th against arizona state it's a big 10 versus pac-12 matchup in the las vegas bowl it's not a bowl Indiana has gone to recently. That's a positive. But as I said, he has four other Big Ten schools ahead of them. Ohio State is in the college football playoff. Not shocking. Would certainly not be surprising if that's where they end up. Wisconsin would go to the Rose Bowl. Again, not shocking. That is where they're probably favored to go right now. After that, it's a little bit more interesting. So... He has Iowa going to the Citrus Bowl. That is not a bowl game Indiana has gone to. Very rarely will bowls bring back the same team twice in a really short period. Indiana has played in Florida. They played in the Outback Bowl last year, played in the Gator Bowl the year before that. So while they have played in Florida, they have not played in the Citrus Bowl. Now, that means that... Palm is projecting Penn State, who he, or excuse me, Iowa, who he sent to the Citrus Bowl to finish ahead of Indiana, that we will get a good barometer of that right away as to who the better team is um, in week one. He has Iowa playing Florida. It's a Big Ten or ACC team versus an SEC team um, are your tie-ins there. Penn State, who I mentioned a second ago, going to the Outback Bowl. That is almost certainly out of the realm for Indiana since they were there last year. They have them playing Kentucky, which would have been a lot of fun last season. And then I, Indiana is the next Big Ten team. Um, they would be playing Arizona State, as we said. It would be a fun matchup. Pac-12 after dark always creates fun matchups. But again, if this is how it played out, based at least on preseason projections, if this is how it plays out, You'd feel a little hard done by. Um, effectively, they're placing Iowa over Indiana. Big Ten certainly owes Indiana after what they did last season. I don't know how much that will matter. 
Um, respect to Fred Glass and everyone else who's kind of spoken up about how the Big Ten just completely mistreated Indiana multiple ways last year after the regular season ended. So this putting Iowa in the Citrus Bowl over them would be a tough one to swallow, but it is very, very pointless to get upset about bowl projections in the middle of August. I just thought it was an interesting barometer of where Indiana could be going. After that, you'd be looking at the Music City Bowl in Nashville, obviously. That is a Big Ten SEC tie-in. That would be Michigan going there. And then there is always the Pinstripe Bowl in New York, which Indiana famously kicked a field goal that was good, that was not called good against Duke. So there's a couple interesting places Indiana could land in these bowl games, but the fact that they are just automatically considered a bowl team this season is a huge change and that they would be one of the first names for the Big Ten, um, quote-unquote called off the board, uh, is a big change as well. So that is absolutely something we will keep an eye on throughout the season. Uh, If Indiana is playing in Las Vegas on December 30th, It is going to be really hard not to go to that and celebrate what would hopefully have been a fun season, impressive season, and potentially go see the Hoosiers finally, eventually win a bowl game. So something, as I said, we will monitor throughout the season, and hopefully we land in a warm weather city that everybody can go have a winter vacation at. That'll do it for us today. Appreciate you guys, as always, listening, making this part of your day providing feedback, making this a conversation between us. We may look tomorrow, depending on if there's any more kind of breaking news like there was today, we might look at where in college game day could come to India to Bloomington this season. Um, we might look as well a little bit at the summer league as that starts to wind down and then potentially see if there's any more news that comes out about basketball ahead of their games this weekend. Don't expect there to be much news about those games either because there is basically going to be nothing televised or put out about those games. So we will do the best we can to find out anything about those games, but don't expect a lot. So uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it while you're there. Uh, head on over to Locked On Bets, where betting on the Hoosiers and college football doesn't have to be a guessing game anymore. Um, the new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You'll get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and LEO.